0: Hi there, I'm Mark Swallow, and I'm glad you are joining me for today's God Is podcast. Let's get started learning who God is. Thank you for joining me today from wherever you are and by however you listen. As we meet together coast to coast here in the United States and all the way around the world. Welcome back. We will be working again today in Genesis chapter 1. Here we encounter God and his word. God speaks to us through this written word, the Bible. And oh, how we cherish the scripture. Psalm chapter 12 and verse 6 says, The words of the Lord are pure words. The words of the Lord are pure words. Psalm 12:6. How true. And we require the pure word of God this day and night this word that washes over us and cleanses us and corrects and convicts us and speaks so profoundly truth to us here in our dark and sinful world full of many lies. We and our children are up against this lie of evolution that men and women have evolved from ape-like creatures, that we who have life have ultimately evolved from non-life, How do we counter this false teaching? We counter this with the very Word of God, and the book of Genesis chapter 1 is our natural starting point. Last time we laid out three verses of Genesis 1, or part of those verses side by side, so that we could highlight a difference between how God created animals and how God created human beings. We do so to show that while God made both the animals and the people, the Lord has a special way of creating men and women versus the animals. This demonstrates that we did not evolve from apes, but we are God's unique creation. I remind you that in Genesis 1 verse 20, on the fifth day of creation, God made the sea creatures and the flying creatures. Listen to what God says. Then God said, Let the waters teem with swarms of living creatures and let birds fly above the earth in the open expanse of the heavens. And in Genesis 1 verse 24, on the sixth day of creation, God made the land animals. Listen to what God says. Then God said, Let the earth bring forth living creatures after their kind, cattle and creeping things and beasts of the earth after their kind and it was so so the command for the creation of animals is let the waters teem and let the earth bring forth god spoke and it was done also on the 6th day of creation god made man and woman i will read just the beginning of genesis chapter 1 verse 26 then god said Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Notice the difference. When God created animals, God said, Let the waters teem and let the earth bring forth. But when God made people, God said, Let us make man. This distinction tells us that something very special happened when God made humans. It was different from what God did to create animals. To be sure, God created both animals and humans. But humans are unique within all that God has made. Watching God create, we see in a plain reading of Genesis 1, the difference between animals and us. The Bible does not say we evolved from them. The Bible says we are a separate creation from them. Now let's look more closely at verses 26 and 27. Let me read these in full. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the sky, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. God created man in his own image, in the image of God he created him, male and female. He created them. What does God mean when he says us and our? Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Doesn't the Bible teach God is one? There is only one God? Yes. Then who is God referring to when he says us and our? Why does he use the plural? This speaks to the triunity of God. The Trinity. God is one in three persons. He is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. The three in one. Here we have God speaking within himself. He takes up counsel within himself as Father, Son, and Spirit, so that even though he is one God, he exists in three persons. The plural us is also used in Genesis 3, verse 22, and Genesis 11, verse 7. And the Bible reveals that within God there is self-communication. For example, the communication between God the Father and God the Son, Jesus, before Jesus came to earth as man. In Matthew 11, verse 27, Jesus says, All things have been handed over to me by my Father. So that in eternity past, the Father was handing over all things to the Son. Well, there is communication within the triune God. And in John 8, verse 42, we read, Jesus said to them, If God were your Father, you would love me. For I proceeded forth and have come from God. For I have not even come on my own initiative, but he sent me. Within the Trinity, God the Father sent God the Son to us on earth. Interestingly, Jesus did not come on his own initiative. Within the Trinitarian relationship of the three persons, there is a sending and a being sent. And this brings us back to Genesis 1.26. The us and the our does not reflect three gods. Rather, this reflects the God who is three in one. God is speaking within himself. Now, if you struggle to grasp how this works, welcome to the club. None of us fully understand the Trinity, And now is not the time to get into a full-blown teaching on this important doctrine. I just want to be succinct in acknowledging that I see us and our, and to tell you what this means. And from this, I think we must draw a certain conclusion. Since in eternity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit counseled together to create man and woman— We must be very special indeed. God is putting a lot of emphasis on us. He does not do this with the animals. Notice, God does not counsel within himself to create apes that he then evolves into people. No, God does not do that. Then, continuing in Genesis 1, verses 26 and 27, we have further proof that man is the pinnacle of all that God has created, because three times we are told that God made man and woman in his image. And this is four times if we include in God's likeness. Let's count each instance in the text. If you were looking at your Bible, even better. If not, listen closely. Verse 26, let us make man in our image, that's one. According to our likeness, that's two. Verse 27, God created man in his own image, that's three. In the image of God he created him, that's four. Wow, four times in two verses God says we bear his image. Old Testament scholar Gerhard Charles Alders writes, There is no apparent difference between the terms image and likeness. We can, however, define these words more carefully. Image implies that there is the same similarity between the human person and the person of God as there is between a person and a picture of that person. The word likeness strengthens this by giving the impression that the resemblance is exact. This, however, does not exclude the fact that there is a profound difference between the infinite God, the Creator, and the finite human person, the creature of His hand. Here, the emphasis falls on the similarity rather than the difference, in order that, from the outset, the high position of the human person may be clearly seen, and in consequence, the awfulness of the fall into sin and the misery that resulted from it may be the more sharply perceived. Close quote. I agree. God wants the high position of the human person to be clearly seen. And since the Bible draws together each passage into one comprehensive whole— In Genesis 1, God is setting us up for what comes in Genesis 3. In Genesis 1, perfection. In Genesis 3, sin. And that awful and miserable fall from perfection. Keeping our current focus, to be made in the image of God, to be made in his likeness, distinguishes us from the animals. All the other creatures are made, quoting the Bible, according to their kinds. But man and woman are made in the image of God, in His likeness. I hope you are starting to see how best we can craft a response to evolution that is biblical and one that makes the most sense. It is so obvious how God created us. That is, if you take the Bible to mean what it says, if you accept and believe God's word, Do you? I hope so. I want to urge you to, and please stick with us as we continue, to respond to evolution and those who embrace it. We still have quite a bit to look at in the Bible, and we will be doing that here on this station and on this podcast weekdays when you join me, For God is... Thank you for listening to this God Is Podcast. Drop me an email and tell me what you think. Mark at GodIsMinistry.org That's Mark at GodIsMinistry.org Please do share this with others and be sure and join me for the next one.